Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the podcast. How are we doing? I hope you're having a good week. I hope you had, you had a good weekend. It is Wednesday. I feel like I just always have to tell you guys when I'm recording these intros, you know, so we're just going to keep the tradition going. It is Wednesday, 12.41 p.m. I'm in the studio with Ollie, as per usual. Um, I'm going to give you guys a little update, a little quick update. Um, I'm getting ready to travel, which just feels like so surreal to say because I haven't left Miami all year and I typically do a little bit more traveling in that, at least like to go home to see my mom, etc. And so obviously with how this year has gone, I have not been able to do that and I'm finally getting to go home and I swear it just doesn't even feel real. I don't think I'm going to believe it until I land, Um, but I'm going home hopefully this weekend and going to visit my mom for her birthday, which is the 25th of November, which is like, it's always on the day of Thanksgiving or the day after. So it kind of, you know, we spent Thanksgiving together and her birthday and I'm just really excited to see her, to go home. I feel like I feel like I just need a change of scenery, you know, like it's been a year, it's been a hard year and I think, I don't know, no matter where I go or or for how long or whatever it is, but like traveling always just kind of like re-inspires me, you know what I mean? Like it re-inspires me, it just makes me feel, I don't know, I don't know what it makes me feel, but I'm ready and Ollie's coming with me so I've been getting all his paperwork and stuff because traveling internationally with a dog is quite a pain in the ass but um yeah I'm so excited because he loves to be in my house in Costa Rica like he just loves it he has so much room to play he gets attention everywhere he's just he's just the star of the show like I can't go home without him I don't think I'd be welcome you know I mean of course I'd be welcome but like anyway um yeah what else that's what's that's what's been that's what's been go can I speak that's what has been going on this week and I'm debating vlogging my trip um, this week, but, or next week, sorry, wow, can I, I'm out of it, let's try that again. I am debating vlogging my trip home, but I don't know. Regardless, I will take you guys along with me on my stories, so be sure to, you know, check them out and see what we get, see what we get up to. Sorry, I don't know why I can't speak. Um, Anyway, that's it for my update, really. I am just kind of nervous about this episode, truthfully. I have my beautiful friend Meg back on for this episode, and I really think this is one of my most vulnerable episodes. As I was editing it, I was like, I was like, uh, did I? What? I said so many things that just feel very uncomfortable to say out loud because they are just so real. 
And I think it feels so uncomfortable and vulnerable because they are things that I am currently trying to overcome. And so, yeah, that's that's what this episode has in store for you. I think this episode is for so many people. I think it's for anyone who is doubting themselves. I think it's for anyone who doesn't feel good enough sometimes or all the time. For somebody who is struggling to love themselves, for somebody who is struggling to accept themselves, for anyone who struggles with, you know, body image and self-confidence, for anyone who might need some new tools that they can turn to when they are having a bad body image day. You know, I think this is for anyone who wants to be kinder to themselves and listen to two friends talking with complete brutal honesty about how they don't love themselves but are actively working on it. I think this episode is for you if you identify with any of those categories and even if you don't I think you will definitely find something inspiring in this episode so I can't wait I can't wait for you guys to listen sorry I've had like three coffees so maybe that's why I can't talk um I can't wait for you guys to listen please 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 let me know what you think I I mean I love when you guys message me and tell me like oh like this part made me feel something or I love that you said this or oh my god I feel this too like that is what makes my day you know because at the end of the day like I'm sitting in my closet recording into my computer um and obviously when I record with guests it's so rewarding because I have a full-on conversation but still like the best part is when you guys reach out and tell me what was meaningful for you you know so definitely do that and let me know what you guys think I hope you enjoy be nice to yourself try to be nicer to yourself um and yeah let's get into the episode Hello. Hi. I'm so happy to be back. Truly so happy to be back. Well, also, I think we have to talk about what happened today. We do. Because we're both, like, in the best mood. And today is a great fucking day because we have a new Mm. president. President. So happy. And I think it's just the best day. Best day ever. Truly the best Um. So, okay, full transparency. We recorded this episode. Let's tell them. <laughs> we recorded this episode. When did we record that? Like a few weeks ago, right? Like two or th- I think so. Like yeah, two or three weeks ago. We two recorded ago, yeah. a beautiful fucking episode. It was really beautiful. And then we had some technical difficulties. My computer died. I have to fess up. Um, my computer is like. I think from 2011 and it's a Mac which like so that shit's like nine years old and she was like you know what she was like I don't know like (laughs) mouse pad wasn't working like doesn't open or close anything like just she's out of commission now so that's on me we tried everything (laughs) no it's not your fault fault. if anything like it's my MacBook's fault exactly we really tried so hard to you know bring, bring her back but mm-hmm. she was like, I'm going to stay in 2020 and I'm going to mm-hmm. make you guys record, which is totally fine. I was like, I could talk fine. I could talk to you all day. So, like, I, there's, you know, this no is, problem. Yeah. So <laughs> we are just going to see where we go. But basically, we're just going to get right mm-hmm. into it because you guys already know Let's Meg from Hi. our other episode. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it after this one because it's 
I think it's one of my favorite episodes. And oh, um, so, yeah, I feel like I wanted to bring you back because we touched on literally all of my favorite or so many of my favorite subjects in our first conversation. Mm-hmm. And we just both feel so similarly about so many of them and have had a lot of shared experiences, etc. And so I selfishly wanted to hear more of more of your wisdom, <laughs> honestly. And so one of the biggest things that I think people love to hear on the podcast is when I talk about like, you know, self-love or self-acceptance, body image, body mm-hmm. acceptance, all that kind of stuff. And so I wanted to start by 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 talking about just like the pressure that there is to like, quote unquote, love ourselves mm. and how for so long that would it kind of like fucked me up because for someone that doesn't love themselves and is like really and and, you know that might seem like a far like something very far for them that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody you know and I think I much rather like I loved when my therapist introduced the the concept of like just accept like Mm self-acceptance or like neutrality Mm -hmm. like I loved when she introduced that concept to me because I was like okay that's something a little bit more attainable for me so that being said and I asked you this the first time in the other episode Mm -hmm. but if somebody (laughs) asked you do you love yourself what would you say um yeah that's such a tough one I would say that it's just something that I'm working on it's a day-to-day thing there are days where I really feel like hyped up on myself and really feel the self-love but those days don't happen super often and so I think that yeah I'm working on it I feel like you and I struggle with the same thing like I just don't feel a lot of I guess love for myself and it's really about retraining your brain to appreciate and accept everything and like love yourself and I feel like that's just such a difficult journey and it just doesn't happen overnight it's something that you have to work on a lot um so yeah work in progress I think that that's an amazing goal and I think what you touched on is really important too I don't think that it's realistic that we will feel self-love for every aspect of ourselves every single part of the day if you can more power so much power to you (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome that sounds great but um that's just not realistic and so I think when I don't feel good about myself or I'm feeling down, I let myself feel those feelings yeah. and then just kind of move on. I feel like in order to really accept yourself, you need to accept the low parts too. Totally. And I think it's better to just like kind of wallow in it for a little bit and like let yourself fully feel it instead of feeling like, oh, like I don't love my like just beating yourself up yeah. over it we're all human it's okay to have down days it's okay to like not be like I love every part of my body 100% of the time that's why I love like I would always say to my therapist like I just don't like will I ever love myself will I ever love myself like mm-hmm. I just don't know and to me I don't remember if we touched on this last time but it's funny because I and I want to hear if you do this too but I yeah. separate like myself into two when, it, when it's dealing with, like, self-love, let's say. Like, right. I love who I am inside. <laughs> like, I love mm-hmm. my heart. Obviously, some days I can't fucking stand myself, you know? But, like, for the most part, <laughs> like, I... For the most part, I accept who I am. And I know my faults. I know where I need to, like, where I need to grow. I know 
the things that I love that I love about my personality I know the things that I don't love about my personality and I kind of have like accepted who I am internally but where I struggle is the outer part that's where the self-love is just like non-existent and so I like tell my therapist all the time it's like I like who I am inside but I don't like who I am outside like it's like this weird I like separate myself do you do do you do that um I I guess yes like in a lot of ways I think that having been in therapy for so long I'm also like my heart's just critic I'm a notorious overthinker I just feel like my mind is also really unkind so for all the things that I do like about myself I'm also very self-aware mm-hmm. like I'm very aware of all the things that I need to work on the things that I don't love about myself um, I would say that I'm equally unkind to my inner self as I am my outer really? self um, yeah, definitely. I, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just tough. I feel like when I experience anxiety, which kind of comes in and out of waves, I, it's really easy to go down a downward spiral. Yeah. Like I just feel like my thoughts just go everywhere. And so I really do like tell myself a lot of things that I think are untrue. Um, Oh, I do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember my therapist would always be like, you are so amazing. Like, you are so smart. You are so, like, loving. You are, like, kind. You are, like, an amazing daughter and girlfriend and friend. And I heard her say those things. And in some ways, I know them to be true. But I don't really feel that for myself on the inside like on a daily basis or or when you're feeling like low anxious wise because I feel you 100% on that yeah I I think it's really when I'm feeling more so anxious um uh which is a lot (laughs) um um yeah I just think I'm equally unkind I think I'm just really unkind to myself in all aspects um, and it's really, it's, um, I'm trying to think of, it's not like I'm like, oh, you're so mean. No, like, no, no. I To totally myself, it's just you. more like when, okay, for example, since we're talking about like politics, obviously I'm invested in politics, but I'll be the first one to tell you, like, it's to a degree. I super care about the things that are happening in Washington state. So like my state federally, like with the presidency, but I'm not like, woke on who is the governor senator in every single part like who's in the senate like who's in the house that's just like not something that I have dedicated like an amount of time to and so but that's something that my boyfriend is really passionate about and so he's able to eloquently speak on it and so when he'll have like conversations with his friends and they'll be talking about politics and it'll be like a really like spirited debate I will literally just be sitting there and I'm like you're not good enough to be his girlfriend because you're not smart enough. You're not worth, like, being a part of this conversation. Everyone's thinking less of you. And, they're like, to be crystal clear, Cole in no, make, like, in no way makes me feel that way. His friends don't make me feel that way. They're not like, wow, that's fucking shitty of you that you don't know all this stuff. Um, it's your mind lying to you. It's my mind telling me that I'm not worth enough that I'm not good enough as I am like that's the things that I tell myself and that's so hard to break out of it's not like totally you yeah so and I think I 
I mean, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I think I also have anxiety and I always have. And when I, like, when I say, like, I, I, I can separate myself from inside and outside, that doesn't include the anxiety that I have also on a daily basis that is always trying to convince me that I don't deserve (laughs) anything. You know what I mean? Because I have that all the fucking time. And that is what I, I always say, like, I feel like I am my biggest, like I'm in my own way all the time. And I feel like it's like me against myself all the time. And so not every single day, but a lot of the time, and especially when I'm most anxious, I have those thoughts and I feel like I don't deserve anything good and I feel like, again, not good enough in any shape or form. Um, but right. a lot of it is always tied to my appearance. And that's just because, mm-hmm. I mean, it goes, we'll get into it later, but like it just goes way back. And yeah. I've just used like the way that I look and my body as like a scapegoat and just like have blamed it for so much. And so while I always do have thoughts like that, a lot of it goes to the physical part of me, which is mm-hmm. so stupid again. And it, and and it's crazy because you know how you see those memes or not memes but like those posts from like anxiety accounts on Instagram that are like your your anxiety is lying to you it's so true it's so true true. because just like that example that you gave which I love that you gave that because it is so real it's like Mm -hmm. you don't I mean just because you don't know one subject in the world doesn't make you undeserving of a relationship and love and all these things but it's our minds convincing us like oh since you don't know this you're you, you're not good enough oh you don't know this you're not good enough oh you have it it's crazy it's crazy exactly and I love that you said that because I want to segue into this um question Ooh. I can we talk about the whole nobody is going I'm using air quotes by the way nobody's mm-hmm. going to love you until you love yourself conversation because <sighs> for so long literally I think until this year when I would hear that it would Meg, it would scare the shit out of me because I was like, yeah. fuck, like, I don't love myself. So does that mean, like, I'm never going to be in a relationship? Like, does that mean nobody's going to love me? And it's like, mm. it's so, I feel like it's such a dangerous, like, narrative because, again, I think it's emphasizing this belief that there is a certain destination where you're one day going to wake up and you're going to be perfect and there's, you're going to love yourself and there's nothing that you're going to have to work on. And it's bullshit. There's not a perfect version of yourself waiting for you on the other side. Like, I don't feel that. I think we are always going to be works in progress. Like, I think when we progress in certain things that we want to grow in, there's going to be something else that pops up that we want to fix. Or maybe whatever it is, we backpedal or whatever. And so I hate that narrative of, like, love yourself and then somebody else will love you. It's like, no, bitch. Like, no. And I'm not saying somebody has to come into my life and fix me and love me and everything. The better way, I think, of, of, of saying that is, like, you meet someone, you're, you're both flawed, and hopefully you're both working on yourselves, period. Period. But it really, for so long, like, scared me. And I had to realize, like, that's fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's complete bullshit. And I actually would think that a more accurate, which is still not fully accurate, like, sentiment is that, like, in order to have, like, a really healthy, like, loving, like, long-term partnership with someone, I feel like you need to know yourself not completely but like know what you want know what's important to you and I feel like that's where it gets convoluted like Mm -hmm. I think that that's a ridiculous amount of pressure to put on yourself like you can't love someone until you love yourself you've heard that right like everyone like no a hundred percent I hear it all the time and I feel like I told myself that a lot and the, the truth of the matter is 
if you're like, this is just getting me so heated. Like you need to be in a partnership where your insecurities, your anxiety, your depression, like is okay. Mm -hmm. Like someone who is able to help you through those things. And if this, like, I just feel like saying like, love yourself is like, you have nothing that you struggle with. You have no self-doubts. Like you fully like accept and love every part of who you are. And like, that's not a thing. Yeah. Like I just want that's so much. I for want sure. like I literally think I learned this this year, and it almost I almost felt like oh like it's like it was like a like a relief in a sense. I was like oh it's okay. Like even though I'm still a fucking hot mess, you know maybe I can still find someone that is okay. I also with don't that. think that you're. I also want to tell you I don't think you're a hot mess at all. Oh my god! I w- do you want to live in my brain for a day? <laughs> Yes. I mean, oh, actually, honestly, it's so funny. Sometimes, like, because Cole has this thing that he describes to me. Because sometimes, like, when you're with a guy, like, they'll just be, like, looking off into the distance. And I'm like, what are you thinking about? And he's like, literally nothing. He calls it his nothing box. His nothing box. Yeah. Like, that there's literally nothing. Yeah. And I'll just be not talking. And he's like, what have you thought about? And I'll be like, well, I thought about this. And then brought me to this. And then brought me to this. And then brought me to that. And then now I'm here. And he literally always looks at me when I tell him what's going through my brain. And he goes, it sounds exhausting being you. It (laughs) is. I mean, for me, I'm not saying it for you. It's exhausting. No, it is. But the last thing I want to say about that is for anyone who might need to hear this, Mm. even if you don't feel like you love every part of yourself, which... I don't ever, I, I don't think I'll ever love every part of myself. I think I can accept many more parts of yep. myself that I'm not, that I yep. haven't yet, but I don't think I will love every part of myself. And I quite frankly don't really want to because right. I feel, I don't want to say that's like settling, but like I, I, I don't know. Like I, I don't know. Let's leave that there. The point is, even if you don't feel like you fully accept yourself and you fully like yourself and you haven't become like your own friend yet, because that's the thing too, is like, I feel like I don't love every part of myself, but I feel like when I'm not anxious and when I'm not dealing with my mental health issues, which is almost always, but I can, <laughs> I can try to be my friend. Do you get what I'm saying? Like I can try. Yeah. That's not, I mean, that's why I'm in therapy is like to try to be nicer to myself, but sorry, my Same. last comment on that is <laughs> to anybody who might not feel like, you know, like they fully love themselves or they can fully accept themselves, fully like themselves, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, just know that it is so okay to be f- still working on yourself. And hopefully I, I want to always be working on myself. You are yep. still absolutely worthy of love, kindness, acceptance, everything from, from, from others. Um, and I really wanted to mention that because it drives me crazy Please. every time I see that yes. because I believed it for so long and it would scare the shit out of me. And it's, Honestly, that's also, yeah. You know, it, it's not saying don't work on yourself. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, we're all fucking works in progress. Like, we all are. And, yeah, sorry, I'm getting heated again. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. And I, like, as I sit here more and think about what that actually says, the more I get upset about it. That's such a ridiculous concept that you aren't able to love another person until you love yourself. Like, are you crazy? Like, that's just ridiculous. That's basically saying you're not capable of the human emotion of love. And that's just not a fact. Yeah. Like, 
I love RuPaul, and he always do you watch RuPaul's no, Drag Race. No, I don't. I know. Lisa. I know. I hear oh Claudia God, from would... from the Toast. I know she oh, loves oh, it, and I'm like, oh, I need to watch it. I've never seen it. First of all, okay, I'm gonna send you all the things that you need to watch. Okay. I would start personally, I think, with RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars season three. <laughs> just an all-star cast you will literally just feel so good but anyway RuPaul always says if you can't love yourself how in the hell are you gonna love somebody else and I see that's it that's That's it that is it but but no can we change the word love like that's so much fucking pressure and you know what Mm -hmm. some people might be listening to this and be like calm down like you know we can all love ourselves like (laughs) listen I get it and maybe I'm taking Mm -hmm. it too literally because that's just who I am. <laughs> Someone please write in and tell us how we should be interpreting Literally. This. And I understand. <laughs> listen, I understand the concept, okay? Like, I understand it. But, yeah. but you know, maybe it's just because I've struggled with this for so long. And because I do struggle mm-hmm. with it that I, like, take it personally. And I'm like, stop saying that. It's making me it's nervous. It's a cute phrase, but it's, yeah, it's a cute <laughs> phrase, rephrase, but not. okay? Let's rephrase Okay, it. so the next thing I want to jump into is... I want to hear whatever you feel comfortable sharing. I want to hear Yes. when did you first, you know, sense some sort of insecurity, feel feel mm-hmm. like, you know, just conscious of something that made you insecure because I feel like it goes, you know, for some people, I mean, it's different for everybody, but I would love to hear like, just like your journey yeah. with that. Um, so... I can really remember like very acute situations where I first felt insecurities, especially related to my body, um, which happy to share those. Um, I'm not going to say who said them just for like privacy things, but um, I think the other thing too that's worth mentioning that I just kind of thought of is like I did musical theater growing up since I was five. I feel like no one knows that about me, but in theater, like you audition for something, you slave over at the audition, you put everything out there and you're rejected like nine times out of 10. And most of the times it's for like things you can't control. Like, oh, you're too blonde or, oh, you're too short. And so you're kind of taught that like, you're not enough, not only for your talents, but because so hard you don't look a certain way. Um, And I felt like, this, that subliminal messaging for a lot of my younger years made um, some of the... Anyway, so the things that I remember feeling true insecurities were, like, um, probably the most in my high school years. Um, so, about, like, my physical appearance, someone said to me, I mean, I started getting curves probably freshman year of high school and like I've got a booty I've got a chest like it's just a fact I'm pretty short too I'm 5'4 um and someone said to me your curves would just be so much more proportionate if you were two inches taller and I remember just feeling so frustrated by that because I was like well what do you want me to do like I can't change like how tall I am like um I'm rolling my eyes but nobody can see I (laughs) know so that was really difficult I remember feeling really insecure about that that like my body wasn't enough it didn't look right was that the Um, first time that you were like oh my god like you know like when your body was changing I my body changed way later like I was such a late bloomer um but were you like oh like I you know like did you did you like because it's so interesting to think back now when your body is changing and you're like what the fuck is happening yeah. And then let alone somebody comment on it, like, what yeah, did you feel I think, or what did you think? I think 
I'm pretty sure I said something like, well, that's great because, like, I can't change that. But I was 16. I feel like my reaction to that, if someone said that to me now, I would, like, go off oh, on them. Oh, God. I but would, too. I was six. I was 16, and, like, this was someone that really meant, like, a lot to me. And so I just kind of felt like, oh, well. It's so fucked up. Maybe I'll – well, I also was 16, so I was probably like, maybe I'll grow two more inches. Like, who knows? Oh. Um. And then the other one, too, I think it's just diet culture is so toxic. Yeah. And I feel like we've really moved into, especially now in this day and age, which makes me really excited for Gen Z. I feel like there's so much more body acceptance. Yes. And so it's cool that, like, we were taught when we were 16, like, you and I were 16, that, the, like, diet culture was very much a thing. And now it's lesser so. Yes. So I feel like there's still time for us to retrain our brains. But like it's so hard. But our yeah. parents or people that are in a generation above us, I feel like also kind of propagate that narrative. And um, uh, my when I was 18, I had a, a girlfriend like and she was amazing and like a really strong gymnast. Um, and she was like one of my best friends and um, she like really hated her body because she was muscular. And so she decided to do Weight Watchers. And I thought that that was so ridiculous that like she was 18 and doing a diet. And I remember sharing that fact with someone and they were like, oh, well, maybe you should do it with her. I feel like you would feel so much better if you lost like five to 10 pounds before you went off to college. Um, And when you hear that, you're like, oh, am I... Yeah, there's like, something wrong I, with me. There's something... Like, do I need to be 10 pounds skinnier yeah. to, like, go to USC? And um, and then... So that's, like, the first time I really remember feeling insecurities. And then being in LA for four years for college at USC was just friggin' brutal. And especially being in Greek life, like, that's just even more so. Like, the diet cultures were crazy. People, like, only drinking juice. I, like, it just was dumb. Um... So those were, like, some of the first times that I really, truly felt, like, body insecurities. Um, They're really hard to retrain yourself. I have, like, big-time body dysmorphia. Oh, yeah. And I feel like it's just so interesting the things that we remember um, Mm -hmm. that, whether we realize it or not, have shaped, in a way, things that we feel about ourselves. Because, you know, it's like that saying where there's 50 comments that are all telling you that you're beautiful, but you're mm-hmm. only going to remember the one that is telling you, oh, you should lose weight. Oh, you should be this. Oh, you should be yeah. that. You're only going to remember that, right? And so our brains love to hold on to, like, the the ones that hurt, right? Obviously. And for me, it was so funny because in, in you know, growing up and middle school, high school, I was very – I was I looked like a surfboard. Like, I just was very thin. Mm-hmm. I had no butt. Our bodies were so different. I, yeah. I had no butt. I had no boobs. I was literally just like, you know <laughs> – And I didn't really, like, love my body. I wasn't, like, you know, dancing around in a bathing suit. Like, I wasn't super confident ever. Um, But it was just kind of whatever. You know, like, I wasn't unconfident, but it was just whatever. Um, But I will never forget one day, I think this was in middle school, which was the first time I ever started feeling self-conscious about my boobs. Um, We were in the cafeteria, and that was when all my friends started getting boobs. And so they would all wear – we had a uniform. And so they would all wear little 
like not bras, not real bras, but like little tops. You know what I mean? Like little like oh, bandos, mm-hmm. let's say, but they had a strap yeah. and they would wear it under the under their school shirt. And so mm. the boys, you know, it was like a fun, flirty thing that they would all do is they would come up to all the girls and like oh, and, pop and like straps. pop the strap up, right? And so yeah. <laughs> I will never forget this. <laughs> One oh, guy no. came to me. <laughs> And he went no. to go pop my strap, but there was nothing there because there? I was so flat. Like, she had no boobs. Oh, she had no. no boobs. She did not need to wear a top under her shirt, you know? I was so, oh God, so, so flat. Days. And so he, like, tried to pop it, and he was like, oh, oh, like, there's nothing there. And I'm like, uh, it was so awkward. I didn't know what to say. And then so many times it would be like, oh, my God, you just, like, don't have anything, you know? And yeah. it wasn't necessarily to hurt my feelings or to be bad or whatever, but since then I remember always being like I need boobs like you know like to be a woman like Mm. I thought I needed boobs and I thought I I thought that meant like that will make me more beautiful if I have boobs and I never got them really like I was such a late bloomer and so then in high school I would wear these huge you know the Victoria's Secret bras the ones that were like literally two boobs I just gagged yes I would wear those every single day and so people people thought I like had super big boobs and um it was so funny because then when I would hook up with a guy he'd be like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I was tricking everyone and um then you know after college I got a boob job Mm. (gasps) wait fuck off are you serious I didn't know that yeah you didn't know that oh my god no yeah and you know at this point I got them when I was 24 I would think I was 20 was I 23 I was 23 um okay so like you know I was at a point where I was like I know I don't like need Mm -hmm. huge boobs or whatever but it was just like I know that this we explored it in therapy I know that my desire for like huge boobs came from like a long time ago do you get what I'm saying right anyway Yeah, yeah yeah Long story. Wait, that's so funny. Yeah. I literally am the complete antithesis of you. I literally was 16 with big boobs, and I was like, I them. want a breast reduction. Yeah. I was it's, like, get these things want, off my chest. We always want what we don't have. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. I know. Oh, my gosh. So but... I remember everyone in my life was like, just you wait till you get to college, and you will be very grateful <laughs> for those boobs. And you know what? They were fucking right. So <laughs> how do you feel now? Do you love them now? Oh, I mean, I mean, listen here's what I yes the truth is yes I do like my body I like my curves I think I look like a woman that's dope for me um the things that I don't love about mine specifically is just like given I'm a 32 triple d like there are just tops that are gonna look cute on girls who have smaller oh, yeah. chests that like aren't gonna yeah. work for me yeah. and so um that's just that's tough. I have a hard like, time with there that are, like, too. A- yeah, like I had like, there are outfits Sorry. on Pinterest that I like want to do that are like cute, yeah. and I just know that that's not gonna work for my body type. Yeah. But honestly, that's fine. I am that's a, the only time I'm I a double D, yeah. and I had to learn like when I got my boobs done, I had to throw away like not throw away. Okay, I didn't throw it away. I gave it away, but um, yeah. I had to completely get. I mean, obviously, new bras, new tops, new everything because yeah. nothing looked good anymore. Like it was just the things still fit me, but. Um, it just, you have to learn how, how to like, well, I had to learn how to redress basically. And I still struggle because there's so many things that just make me look huge on the top. Even when I, you know, it's just, you just, you can't have it all. That's what it is. That's what it comes down to. But I wanted to ask you that question about like, when did you first remember feeling Mm -hmm. some sort of insecurity, whatever, kind of to demonstrate two things. And the first one being like, 
we all have insecurities and they most of them like have developed over time and secondly and we really touched on this last time and I want to make sure we do it as well because I think it's so important is I would love if we all collectively could stop talking about people's bodies and I'm so glad you touched on that I was gonna bring it up if you didn't no for (laughs) sure like I just think we can all be a little bit more mindful and be careful Mm -hmm. with the words that we use when we're talking about someone's appearance. And I feel like we just shouldn't be talking about people's appearances. There are so many more interesting things about a human to talk about than what they look like. And it's so hard because you don't know what you could be rewarding when you are yes. when you are telling someone oh my god you look so good did you lose weight so good that person could yeah. be at home struggling with an eating disorder like i mm-hmm. had an eating i'm working through an eating disorder i don't look like i have an eating disorder so when people say shit to me it's triggering because like it because it is because it's it, it is right. and that's also the thing is you don't know what someone is going through based on their appearance you can't you can't make an assumption based yeah. on what someone looks like so why don't we just not talk about women's body or not just not just women everyone's bodies and actually spend the time when we're going to compliment someone to think about something more valuable than wow your body looks great like do you get what i'm saying like i just think 100%. we have to be careful with what we say I completely agree with this. I'm so glad that you brought this up because genuinely I was going to bring it up if you didn't because um I completely, completely agree. I think that there is so much more that we need to talk about other than someone's appearance for the exact reasons that you just said. Like, I've been dealing with stomach stuff for 10 years, and so I'm on, I'm going to call it, like, a therapeutic diet. Like, it is not meant to make me lose weight. It's meant to kill whatever bacteria is in my stomach that's causing these problems. And just by the nature of, like, what I'm allowed to eat, I think that I have lost, like, a lot of inflammation in my body and water weight. I genuinely don't know if I've lost weight because I don't weigh myself. Like, I just am really obsessive with numbers. And so I just, like, let that go probably around, like, uh, 18. Like, I just – I don't weigh myself. I don't care as long as my clothes fit and I feel good in my body. Um. And my mom saw me and she was like, oh my God, you look so skinny. Like, do you feel so good? And I was like, literally, no, I don't feel good. I feel like stressed out that like I can't eat like out at a restaurant without asking like a thousand questions about like, is there garlic or onion in this? Like I have to, for me, measuring food, um, which I know like portion control is really healthy. But for me, like to the extent that I have to measure everything, because I'm only allowed like three-fourths cup of zucchini or one-fourth cup of like coconut milk and that to me is disordered eating because it's telling me like this is all limiting to have limiting myself and so um I don't feel good about that and even I've like really had to catch myself because people are complimenting me on how I look and so I'm like I find my mind being like good good this is good this is good like this is really good, like, you're looking healthy keep and, like, going. you know, you keep getting, like, skinnier, like, you'll feel good, you'll feel good, and it's, like, no, I, I really miss, like, <laughs> eating pizza and, like, enjoying the food that I'm eating, Um, and so I find 
that that's really triggering. And so I want to be able to correct those people and just say like, I really wish that you would compliment something else. And I do for certain things. Like I think I told my dad, but I didn't tell my mom. Also, mom, if you're listening to this, sorry, I love you. Um, uh, so yeah, it's like, I actually get terrified anytime someone sees me because I'm like, I don't want you, don't you to compliment. I don't want to hear it. I don't want you to like feed. And that's the thing that's so fucking frustrating is like, like you look so good. You look so amazing. And it's like, why am I worth more to you now? Mm-hmm. Like, because, because my body's smaller. My body is smaller. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, that's just ridiculous. And I, that was the big thing for my dad that I corrected him on because my dad was like, you look really good. Like, you look like you've lost weight. And I was like, can you not compliment like my weight? Like, I don't like this thing. Oh, hi, Ellie. So fine. And he was like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like, I'm sorry. I meant like, when I saw you before you started this, you looked poisoned. Like your body literally just looked sick. Like, and now you look really healthy which is the goal right I had something wrong with my body and so we're on the journey of fixing it and like I think that losing weight is sort of like a byproduct of whatever I'm doing and I I just I don't know like I also don't look like someone yeah I just think that you don't know who's struggling with what and eating disorders don't look the same and so I really would implore everyone to like compliment something other than how someone their physical appearance yeah and I'm not saying like you know, you can't tell someone they look pretty or that they're beautiful. I love telling my that's friends. Different. That's different. Yeah, I tell that's everyone. Different. I love telling people like, oh, my God, you look so beautiful. Like that. Yes. But but that's what I'm saying. It's like I think we have to be careful with what words we use. Like why is someone only looking good because their body looks smaller? What what right. do you know about how, what it took them to get that body to look smaller? And I think mm-hmm. <clears throat> for a lot of people, <clears throat> they don't maybe they haven't even thought about this this way and they don't realize they they could be potentially harming someone by commenting something right. like that but it's because a diet culture is a billion dollar industry that is infiltrated everywhere and think about it like how many businesses would go bankrupt if we all were like fuck you i'm f- i'm fine with the way i look i don't want to lose weight yeah. i don't want your meal prep i don't want this mm-hmm. i don't want that like think about it you know what i mean And lastly, I think until you go through something like an eating disorder or like disordered eating or just with or having a complicated relationship with your body, with food, whatever it is, until you go through something like that or maybe you witness someone in your life going through that, you don't realize the power of words and Mm -hmm. and how much they can really mean. And, oh, I wanted to bring this up, too, is like. I when you were when when I asked you if there was like a moment when oh, you realized yeah. <laughs> an insecurity I remember I brought this up last time and I it's just an example and I know it's a little bit more of a dramatic example but I was working out at a gym in Costa Rica this was oh yeah this was after college so I was <clears throat> just like whatever working out one day and I was just starting to get into like weightlifting and I was having so much fun with it like I finally found like a workout that I enjoyed and I um was starting to be very very mindful of what I was eating and I've always had just like a weird relationship with food like I've always been very restrictive etc 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 so I was working out one day and this trainer in the gym came up to me and he was like he was a trainer so he was trying to get me to hire him essentially And he was like, oh my God, like, you know, I just, essentially what he said to me was that from the way that I had been working out, I should be looking so much better. And I went home that day 
and I was so fucking angry and I was so upset and I was bawling my eyes out to my mom just because I was like who do you think you are saying that to someone first of all and second of all I was like it just completely I mean first of all it completely broke my heart because I thought I was looking good I was feeling good and that was for me that was his words were worth more than anything that I have thought about myself because I'm so fragile in that department and because I'm just like not mentally strong like that so his his words had more value than anything I was thinking and when he said that to me it 100% lit a fire under my ass and I was like okay fine and so that was when I had the most fucked up relationship with food and exercise ever in my life um, I didn't have an eating disorder, but I had severe disordered eating, which there right. are v- different things. Um, different things yeah. and my life revolved around the gym. I weighed every single thing that I put into my mouth. I would not eat until everything was tracked in my fitness pal. I would never eat out. And if I did, I would probably not eat and then go home and eat my approved meal right. or I would check the menu before going. I literally didn't like, I just didn't have a life because my life was just the gym, like my, the gym, right. what I was eating and work and that's it. And All of that, not all of that because of him, but that ignited me being like, I have to like show this guy that I'm going to look fucking amazing. And that was when I was like the fittest I've ever been in my life. And that's just an example. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just think nobody should be allowed to comment on somebody's body. And we can all find better things too discuss and talk about still so mad that he said that to you that's so fucked up on like every single level like i'm still raging that he had the audacity to say audacity that's what it is it's it's really the audacity of this bitch like yeah that's just and i like i know we touched on this too but like i mean were you even happy when you were working out like that and eating like that like I was happy because I mean I was like high on endorphins all day (laughs) right Um, (laughs) but my life was so empty because there were so many things that and don't get me wrong like I had good times in those months you know but um they all came with a lot of guilt attached because if I had a night out drinking I felt guilty the next day or if I had a great meal I felt guilty the next day or whatever it may may be so there was so much guilt attached to almost any positive time that I can remember in that time and also no I still felt like my body wasn't good enough I still felt like Mm -hmm. there was more and more and more and more that I needed to lose like it's like when you have that mentality and when you're in a rut like that like it's never enough And that's why it's so dangerous Mm -hmm. because, and that's when you realize like that's where we have gotten therapy so much is we have uncovered that, or my therapist made me realize like it's not about your body because even when you had, you know, in your mind, the fittest body, it still wasn't good enough and you still didn't love it and you still didn't appreciate it. Yep. So that's when you realize like there's so much more here, you know? Yep. So much more. I was going to say like when I, um feel like I fall into disordered eating patterns or whatever my relationship was with with exercise or if I'm feeling negative I just feel like a shell of my myself do you know what I mean yeah the other thing too that you were just talking about that's so crazy to me and like how I know truly that I have body dysmorphia do you ever remember being at like a time in your life and feeling so fucking like these are things that I'm saying about myself 
like fat or ugly or you're like I hate my body and then you look back at it a couple years later and you're like yeah what the fuck yeah like I was like that's what I look like like I look so good like I would die to look like that now it's so crazy because we are just so mean to our bodies in those moments and it's like yeah like even for me so I my senior year of college was like three million percent the darkest time in my life we that's we won't get into that one. Um, but I became really obsessive with like exercising, um, which was great for me. Like it wasn't, but I was like working out twice a day, I think just cause like I really needed it for myself mentally. And so I like look back and that's the best shape that I've ever been in. But when I look back at those photos, like I don't miss that body because I was so unhappy. Yeah, I was so sad as like a human being. And so it's like, I'm, I don't know. I just don't feel attached to that body at all because no, I'm like totally because I want there's so no much more. Part of that. You know, like there's so much mm-hmm. more too, and that's still something that it's hard. Like for me, it's really hard because I want to feel confident in what I look like. You know, yeah. like I want to accept my body. Like I want these things so bad. Like I want to put on a pair of fucking shorts. Like I want to like go to the beach. Ugh. Like these are all things that I don't let myself do because in my mind I. My legs don't deserve a pair of shorts. My body doesn't deserve a bathing suit. And I know that this is not true. Like, I know that this is not true. And that's when, like, I feel kind of like a hypocrite because what I say to others, I don't practice myself all the time. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I tell everyone, like, we are so much more than our bodies. Like, I am not on this earth to pay my bills and lose weight. Like, that is not... There's so much more what a to sad life. life that would be. I know, like, but, but but I've been in the mentality where that's all that matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and there's so much more to life than what we look like. Like that is just a small part of who we are. But you know, it's hard, especially with social media and stuff like that. Like there's such a there's such an emphasis on our appearance, and I understand. Yeah. Um, and so you know, these are things that I'm working on. That's why I love to talk about them, and I would love to hear. I would love to give people some, like, tips for when they're having, like, a bad body image day, you know, because that happens a lot, too. Maybe you don't necessarily struggle with your, the way you look, but maybe you're on your period or whatever it may be. Oh, Um, yeah. What, how do you cope with, I know we talked about this last time, so, like, how do you deal with a day when you're just not feeling, not feeling yourself, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, um... That actually really happened to me recently. I'm also on my period right now. And so, like, me I'm too. used to my I just body. got it. Oh, my God, twins. <laughs> um, oh, my God, we're so insane. That's amazing. Um, I was going to Pilates, and I, like, saw my body in the mirror. And I had, like, gone the week before, so I knew what it looked like then. And then I saw it now, and I was like, oh, my God. God, you're so bloated. You're like disgusting. Like your body looks so different. And I'm like, you have got to calm the fuck down because like you're on your period. Like it's very normal for your stomach to get bloated. Like I feel like I have like an angel and a devil a little bit on my shoulders. Like sometimes I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh my God, like you look so bloated. Like, is it okay? And uh, truly for me, bloating is a really triggering word Mm. just because of what like my body has, that's my body's reaction. Like with the whole SIBO stuff, I'll send you a picture. Right. It's fucking crazy. Like, I'll have a smoothie and I legitimately look seven months pregnant. Like, I'm not being, oh gosh, like, dramatic. Yeah. Yeah, I'll yeah. literally send you a photo. It's crazy. And so when um, I see myself bloating, I'm like, something's wrong. You ate something wrong. Like, you're like right. you're doing something wrong to your body. And so I get really panicky. It legitimately um, triggers you. 
It le- yeah, le- legitimately me triggers yeah. me. And so, like, when I see my body bloating, I kind of freak out. And then I have to calm myself down. That it's like, okay, no. You're on your period. That's, like, a very normal reaction. Like, you want your period. Like, that is your body's natural cycle of, like, yeah. processing this. Like, it'll be gone in a week. Like, it's literally so fine. You just need to... Like, you're doing the right things. You're, like eating right for your body in a way that feels good like you're moving you're like exercising so like it's okay yeah it's gonna be okay okay. um and so I feel like when I feel down I just let myself feel those feelings because I find that that's easier to move on than trying to pretend that that's not there right um and that's why I think that self-love is such a journey because it's not like I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh my gosh, like you have a beautiful woman's body and it's okay that you're bloated because you have your period. Like I yeah. look at myself and I'm like, God fucking damn it. Like <laughs> I'm annoyed. Um, uh, also, yeah. I want and it's to okay. eat and everything. It's, and it's okay it's to like, be annoyed some days. Fine. I think we just yeah. have to realize sometimes is like, you know what's cra- the craziest to me is when, let's say today's Monday. Monday, let's say we're feeling mm-hmm. good. We're feeling cute. You know, we like our outfit. We're, we're having cute. a good day. Yeah. And then Tuesday happens and we're like, fuck no. Like, I feel yeah. 20 pounds heavier. No. I just, yeah. no part of me looks good. <laughs> I just can't see anything good. Yeah, really and that's crazy. where I'm like, okay, bitch, listen. Nothing mm-hmm. catastrophic has happened in less than... 10 hours while you were sleeping. Yes. You look the same as you did yesterday. Yeah. Remind yourself, like, sometimes our minds really play with us. And yeah. you j- just remind yourself, like, I look the same as I did yesterday. Like, it's going to be Literally. okay. And for me, 100%. for me, when I have, this happens to me often, and it did, it did a lot more before, and because I'm, now I have a toolbox, you know? Now we have a good right. old toolbox with different things that we do. What? The tip that you taught me about the outfit. That's thing, what I'm gonna say. Literally yeah. saves my life. Yeah. Please say it. Oh my gosh, saves my life. So, literally saves my life. Shout out to my therapist because she gave it to me. But so I would tell her like, you know, I just feel frustrated and defeated because I know that we all have bad body image days. She's like, Lisa, I don't mm-hmm. feel good about my body every day, but I still come to work. I still do the things that I want to do. Whatever. So that's the difference between me and you know whoever is that when I don't feel good about myself, I won't do anything. Like I will stay in my house. I will let it interfere with my life. And that is the goal. That is what we don't want is we're never, we're not going to feel great every single day, but don't let it ruin your life. Don't let it keep you from doing things you want to do as I sit here and don't go to the beach because I don't feel like I deserve it. Okay. But we're working on it. So she's working people. We're working on it. (laughs) So she told me, listen, this is what I want you to do. I want you to have one or two outfits that you know, You know, they might not be amazing, but you feel comfortable in them. You know you can just, like, throw them on at any point, and you can just push yourself out the door. She was like, I want you to have one or two that are just your go-tos so that you can't use a bad body image day as an excuse to not do something. If you don't want to go, that's fine. You don't have to go. But if you're not going because of the way you look and because you're having a bad body image day push yourself out of the house because that is the hardest and once you're out most likely you will forget and have a good time hopefully nine times out of ten that's what I find happens once you're out of the house and not thinking about yourself so have an outfit or two that you're like okay whatever I'm just gonna put it on I know it fits I know it's comfortable I know it's okay it passes the test for me in my mind and you get out the door because sometimes we really have to just like get outside of ourselves and the other thing that is always in my toolbox is 
which it doesn't, I, I don't always do it because, you know, sometimes it's harder, but you know when you feel good and you're feeling cute? For yeah. me, when I feel good and I feel cute, I want to take a selfie. I want to take a picture. I maybe want to, you know, put a little makeup on or whatever it is. We all have mm-hmm. our different things that we like to do when we feel good. So whatever those things are for you, do them. Do them even yeah. if you don't feel like doing them because it, it's like we have to kind of like trick our minds into being like, you know what? No, fuck that. I do feel good. And maybe I don't feel the best, but like I'm going to try to put myself in a headspace where I feel okay. So do the things that you do when you normally feel good. Does that make sense? Yes. I love that. And I love that tip so much. And I think the the thing that I love the most about the outfit tip too is like, it's really about like what you feel comfortable in. So yeah. for me, the things that I'm going to feel most comfortable in on a day that like, I'm not feeling great about my body is like, I don't want to be wearing, it's like not an outfit that requires like a strapless bra where I'm like feeling like I need to like hike up or like feeling yeah. cinched in. Like I just want yeah. to be like comfy, cozy, cute, like high neck for me because I'm not worried about my boobies hanging out or like just like some looser like boyfriend jeans that she feels cute in. Like just something that I'm not feeling like sometimes when you're feeling cute, you like want to be like a slinky little minx. Mm, you know what I mean? Yes. Not on an off day. She wants to be like she cute be and oversized. <laughs> she wants to be very comfortable. Yes. Yes. Um, and so I definitely, on the days that I like need to get out of the house and I'm not feeling cute, those are the outfits that I feel good in and then can live through my life. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I feel like that's such a good tip. Such a good tip. Like, what would you say to somebody who's struggling to just like be kinder to themselves? Like, what is one thing that you would mm-hmm. say, like, you try to do or that has helped you oh um I know there's a lot to this but it's super I would say first of all just props to you for recognizing and wanting to like work on being kinder to yourself like honestly we love a self-aware queen we love a self-aware queen so for props to you first of all (laughs) or king um or king you're just amazing regardless of what you are you're royalty in my eyes um (laughs) Um, so I would say if you're wanting to be kinder to yourself, the Madison actually asked me this. I was doing one of her like group exercise classes and it was a really big mental shift for me that kind of started the journey towards self-love that I've been on for the past couple months and wanting to be kinder to myself is she was, it was like a group full of women and she was like, I want you to say a compliment about your body. And I remember being like, I don't fucking like anything like I don't like any of it and I was listening to these women be like I'm so grateful that like my body is capable to move that like I some of them are moms they're like I'm so grateful that I have a body that like was able to produce my child that I like can move around in my day and I'm like wait I literally have so much to be grateful for there are people who like struggle with disability or like missing limbs or like have pain like chronic pain in their body and like aren't able to do the things that they want and like my body, for all the things that I don't like about it, is fully functioning. Like, I can do anything that I, like, pretty much want physically. And that is, like, something that should Such not be taken for granted at all. Yeah. Such a privilege. Yeah. And so having that conversation and being like, wait, I, like, have so much more that I'd be grateful, that I should be grateful for. So I would actually say what I'm trying to get at really poorly is, like, surround yourself with people that are kinder to themselves and can teach you how to retrain your brain 
or surround yourself with that sort of information like look it up on YouTube or like yes. follow someone that is like practicing that if you want to look follow someone if you're looking for it follow the Fit Flamingo she's literally so good teaches you she's teaching me how to like retrain my brain um so find yourself someone that is able to teach you how to do that because it's just not something that you're gonna like wake up and be able to do it's a process um, yeah it's a total process and I I remember that was such a light bulb moment for me because when she asked like I want you to say compliment your about your body I was like what the fuck am I gonna say like isn't it crazy how when someone asks like what do you love mm-hmm. like you will never mention yourself you know what I mean no. like it doesn't yeah. come to our mind because no never <laughs> because not only is it seen as conceited yeah but then it's like it's so confusing it's like okay so you want me to love myself but then if I do, it makes you uncomfortable that I love myself and I'm now conceited yeah. because I love my, it's like what, it's so, you know, it's such a blurry line, but totally. I love that you like took it firstly to gratitude because I try to implement that in as many areas of my life as I can, because it truly, so, good. so much of the thoughts that we have is perspective. And so if you try to change your perspective on things and think about, okay, instead of thinking about how uncomfortable I am with my arms today, I'm going to be grateful for the fact that I have these arms that are allowing me to work. Like, you know, I know that doesn't always help. I know that some days it's not enough and that's okay. That's okay too. But just try, like, just try to keep reframing your mind. It's not going to happen with one time of you doing that. It's like a constant process I'm working on erasing fucking over a decade of information that I've trained myself to thinking. So it's not going to be go in a year. It's a daily thing. Okay. And I also love that you said, you know, that you kind of touched on, well, who are you surrounding yourself with? Because that's kind of one thing that I always think about is like, okay, I think a way that I can be kinder to myself is, well, the first thing I do is I don't let myself say mean things out loud. I think I said this last Mm. time, but, and I've said this on different episodes, that is my rule with myself is I will not say, and I used to all the time, like even if I was kidding or just being degrading, more so physically, like I won't say that kind of stuff out loud anymore. Like I might think it because my thoughts are harder to control, um, but I will not say it out loud. Right. Even if I'm with friends and we're all just talking shit or if I'm alone, I will not give it power Mm. and say it out loud. And my other thing is just, like, I think a way that you can be kind to yourself is the things that you're consuming. And I don't mean, like, food. I mean, like, who are you listening to? Who yeah, are you watching yeah, every yeah. day? Who is – who are you letting into your space? Who who gives you energy? Who drains your energy? Like, think about all these things and do more of the things that, you know, hang out, hang out more with the people that when you leave, you're like, oh, I feel good about myself. Or, oh, yeah. like, she, she or he fills me up. Like, I don't feel drained. Like, do more of the things that make you feel good, whatever they may be. And I think that's being kind, right? I totally agree. And I think the other thing, too, that's so important to, like, any form of growth is, like, if you're, like, I'm ready to, like, love myself. I'm going to go follow all of these people and I'm going to, like, surround myself with that. That can also feel really, really overwhelming at yes. first. So, like... It's okay to feel overwhelmed and only do the things that serve you on that day. If, like, Mm -hmm. we tell you, hey, pick out a cute outfit for the days and, like, it works for you on a Tuesday, but, like, on next week's Thursday, you're like, this outfit isn't doing it for me, that that's fine. Like, that's why we say that we have a toolkit is because there are multiple things that we can do that will, like, make us feel good and not every tool works for everything that you're feeling. And so, like... 
go to I just am really like of the mind and it's taken me a long time five years of therapy of like do what feels best in your body and do whatever is serving you that day so I can sit here and tell you that like I do walks I practice gratitude I like journal I do meditation and yes I do all of those things but not every day Mm -hmm. and sometimes I'm like I would rather die than journal today like yeah yeah. I don't want to, like, be around that. I want to lay on my couch and watch Southern Charm and take a hot bath and, like, mind my business. And that's fine. <laughs> that's okay, like, too. That's yeah. fine. Every day is so yeah. different. Every day is so different. And you have to – I think I, – I love that you said that because you have to give yourself what you need on that given day. And the things mm-hmm. that you might need might be very different on a day-to-day basis. Yep. Like, I don't know. Exactly. I, I don't like planning – I don't like making plans in advance – because I never know how I'm going to feel that day because I'm such a moody bitch. <laughs> like I have such, you know, such like it's not even a moody bitch. It's not that it's more so just how I'm feeling about myself. It yeah. really does dictate a lot of my life. And so, um, we're humans. I love, we're capable of complex. Yes, I love that you, yeah. I love that you said that because I think all of it goes back to like, give yourself grace. Yep. Being kind to yourself also means, if you want to rest, rest. You don't have to earn your rest. Rest is yep. given to you. If you want to, whatever. It just, I think we can all be more gracious with ourselves and give ourselves the same compassion that we give everybody else. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I love that. And we're going to end this. I could talk to you forever, but we're literally hitting an hour. <laughs> I, I asked you this last time. I, don't rem- I actually don't remember exactly what you said, but I want to end this on a good note. And I want you to tell yes. me three things they can be physical, they can be non-physical, whatever you want. Three things that you love and admire about yourself. I want you to hype yourself oh, up. Oh, I love this. I actually forgot we did this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Three things I love about myself. Um, I am like a ride or die kind of bitch. Like I am a fiercely loyal friend. Like I am there for my people and I love that about myself. I really do love, I'm really proud of myself for how self-aware I am and the things that I have like overcome in my lifetime. I think all of us like kind of on what you touched, like I love the the saying that like goes around the internet that's like be kind because you never under like know truly what someone is going through. And I think that so many of us have had like hardships and stuff in our life. And I think back on like what I've gone through and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so proud of you for like coming out stronger and like putting in this work. Like, I love that. Um, And I think the last thing is, I think I'm a really hard worker. Like, I think if I put my mind to something, like shit's going to get accomplished. And I really love that about myself too. I love that. I'm like, hey, tell me yours. (laughs) I love that. I love everything you said. Um, And I think we all have to hype ourselves up more often. And I want everyone who's listening to do this. Think about it. Just think about three things you love about yourself. Just tell yourself, like, you are a boss-ass bitch, you know? Three things that I love about myself. Um, I love my humor because I just crack myself up all day, you know? And I think I'm pretty funny. Uh, And I feel like I can laugh my way through a lot of things. And so, you know, that's nice. Number two, I so hard right like it's so why is it so hard um I love I love that they're they're kind of similar to yours but I love that I I love how strong I am because Mm. 
I think I never, you know, when I was growing up, like, I never predicted certain things that have happened in my life that haven't been that great. And I feel like in those moments, I have really shown up for the people that were going through the experiences with me. And I really showed up and, like, just handled shit. And I feel like I'm really tough. And I love that about myself because... because I didn't used to be like that. Like, I was a very shy, yeah. scared kid. And not like scared, but like I was very scared of everything. Yeah. And like I was just very nervous. And, you know, then I just kind of became this. I don't fucking know. Anyway, that's the second thing I love. And the You're amazing. Thing, <laughs> and the th- it's so. Why is it so uncomfortable to it's sit so and compliment hard. yourself? No, this is not okay. The third thing that I love is. I I said this last time and I'm going to say it again because it it is something that I love. And I love that I'm doing something that really scares the shit out of Mm. me, which is, you know, sharing my life (laughs) online Um, and having these conversations and sharing things that are scary for me and things that I that make me uncomfortable. And I love that um, I'm doing something that really scares me because I it's it's so, so fulfilling. And yeah, yeah, I love that. So that's it. I love that. Yeah, you did it. You complimented yourself. I did it. <laughs> she did it. Took me we, like did it. we did it. We did it. Anyway, no, I, love it. I fucking love you. Thank you so you. much for coming on. This is like, I guess, of our course. third time because our third time, you know, third time's charm. <laughs> um, I'm so excited for people to hear this. I hope that you know, I hope that people can can take everything with a grain of salt and kind of just like yeah. take what works for you and leave what doesn't work for you absolutely and just know that we all have different experiences we all think different ways but i think ultimately our message is just the same and that's why i love talking to you is because it always goes back down to just like we're working on it yeah but let's be nice to ourselves yep during the process i guess absolutely absolutely i love it anyway thank you so much for coming on again. of course thank you love you thank you for having me love you (laughs) With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.